ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is the Driveway Liberty Podcast. Yeah, boy. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm your Uncle Wes. I'm sitting here with my good buddy, Daniel. Uh, it is the Driveway Liberty Podcast, the podcast where two dudes sit around drinking and discussing politics. It's kind of what we do, man. Dan, yeah. how are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you, brother? Good, 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 good. All right, up front, we want to thank everybody for sharing the podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, share it, even if you hate it. Share it, make a comment. Uh, this is a terrible podcast. You should listen and say, why? You know, see if you agree with me. Insult us. Yeah, insult us. We don't care. Tear down our arguments. Yeah, please do. And we're going to play a little game here in a minute. Uh, we're going to add to our uh, fucked up headline correction thing and make it into a little game. So stay tuned for that. Very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Interactive stuff. Right? Yeah. You could win a Driveway Liberty podcast t-shirt. What? I, I didn't even get a board vote on that. I just decided <laughs> to throw that in. Well, you have 50% of the vote. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, man, uh, we got a lot to get into today. Might as well just go ahead and jump in with both feet. What you got, Dan? Yeah, we, we got some breaking news. Yeah, we do. So, uh, apparently, Hunter Biden's plea deal fell apart during his first court appearance Wednesday morning. Oh. Uh, and as he pleaded not guilty, as fe- federal prosecutors confirmed the president's done is still under federal investigation. Oh. Yeah. So... He was expected to plead guilty to two misdemeanor tax count of willful failure to pay income tax as a part of the plea deal that we all talked about previously. Right. And to avoid jail time on a felony gun charge. But Judge Marinel Noriega did not accept the plea agreement, questioning the constitutionality, specifically the diversion clause and the immunity Hunter Biden would receive. Mm. The judge pressed his the federal prosecutors on the investigation and questioned whether there was the possibility for future charges and asked prosecutors if Hunter Biden was currently under active investigation. The prosecutor said he was, but would not answer specifically what the president's son is under investigation for. Mm, mm. So he got a sweetheart deal and the judge said, uh-uh, no, this that's ain't not happening. constitutional. No, no. So they thought they were going to pull a fast one. It's good to see a win for the good guys, man. Yeah, I mean, it it, it really is because it just feels like we haven't had any big wins in a while. And, you know, when they came out with that plea deal and we're talking about it, you're thinking, here we go, another elite Democrat getting away with some shit, just like Epstein and and, and everybody. Yeah, led right into our discussion of, you know, our, our legal system is shit. Yeah, absolutely it did. And when a, when a, especially when a, not saying Republicans are immune to this, but specifically when a Democrat is in the executive office, at least recently, they use that branch right to fight their battles. Mm-hmm. So they also use it to protect their own, sure. which is the case here. Uh, however. It's good that there is some uh, judges out there that are that are thinking about the Constitution and, and, and push back on this. So I don't know who um, how this judge in it's a Delaware judge. This case is in Delaware. Right. So it's not like it's a, you know, conservative bastion. Uh, 
red state. No, no. You know, so it's certainly not. Um, but maybe Should there's some very hope. very friendly to the Bidens, actually. Maybe there's some hope that, uh, that we're just not falling into the abyss, that there's actually um, going to be some justice seen here. But at the same time, this is an ongoing story. We could read tomorrow that the prosecutors changed the tra- drafted up a new plea deal and the judge accepts it to get around or, this or the pro- it's 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 at the prosecutor's discretion to even try the case sure they can just say no we're just dropping the charges we didn't find and and you know everybody's like well we got to live with that so i mean <laughs> you know i mean that's a possibility that's yeah, a that definite would be, possibility that would be much worse yeah you would think much, much worse. I don't know, man. A lot. Of, I, I, I'm just not surprised by a lot anymore. Really, no. I sound like my grandma. I was like, oh, he must surprise me anymore, baby. Yeah. Well, it, I'm I, I'm leery of thinking of this situation as, um, as a win necessarily, simply because it hasn't played out yet. Right. It's only the first appearance for this. The judge did reject it on the merits of him, his immunity for the gun charge. I assume the gun charge. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like the judge was pushing it like, hey, is he still under investigation? Are we, do we have other charges that are possible? Right. And what's the deal? Does this plea deal involve that too? So at least the judge is digging, but at the same time, this is the exception rather than the rule. Sure. Well, yeah, absolutely, it is. And and, and yes, it's not a huge, it's not a win, but at least it's a first down. You know. Yeah, we I didn't. Mean, uh, we didn't. Or we moved the ball we forward. Didn't turn over the ball immediately right, yeah. right after the kickoff. <laughs> no, we were pinned way back based on that original deal. <laughs> yeah. We're at yeah. least coming out of the end zone a little bit, or at least away from the end zone a little bit. So, speaking of which. Should we announce? Sure. August 16th. Da, da, da. Backport Sports Network will be launched, and we will have a first show that will record, will, will be available that day. And um, we'll also uh, be recording sports shows. So, for the, and that's the drive. We're, it will be totally branded different. The only reason we're telling you this is because we know we have some conservative listeners that may also be interested in our port, sports perspective. And it's just going to be t- dudes sitting in the driveway or, or wherever drinking, watching sports. And we're going to talk about there. There will be no politics on that show. Now, you know, and we're not going to be dissecting plays or anything like that. Right. We're just going to give you, uh, you know, the, the hottest stories in the sports world, right? Uh, and our opinions on it, but we'll also we're also toying with digging in uh, and doing some cool stuff, either via live broadcast or uh, video broadcast, or on location, on location broadcast uh, during actual games. Yes. So we may not do the whole game live because that tends has a tendency to have a lot of downtime. Sure. You're talking about a three hour football game or, you know, whatever sporting event it is. Uh, but we may record it and then, you know, kind of edit it down to an hour long show. Right. And then put that out uh, as there, but we're, we're probably going to be doing some on location stuff. So the locals out there who um, know us will be able to come hang out with us and yeah, watch some games. And, and, yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. 
I think our first show we're going to do some uh, some predictions. I believe. Yeah, we're going to predict. Uh, we're going to do our playoff picks for both college, college, and, and NFL and NFL. Yes. Yeah. And we're we're launching this, um, you know, at the start of football season, or at least uh, preseason for the NFL, and just before college football uh, college starts, while camps are still going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So the 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 early part's going to be football, but then we'll roll into baseball playoffs. Yep. At uh, some point in, in uh, sure. October, pennant races in September next yep. month. So it's not just going to be football, but. To be honest with you, Wes and I are huge football yeah, fans. Yeah, football's the real sport. Football's the deal. But, yeah. you know, my Orioles are in first place, so <laughs> gotta have, I got to talk about that. Hopefully, uh, you know, in another month they'll still be there. Yeah, maybe. You tend, never know. They have a tendency to, to fall off the cliff. Because uh, baseball season, I mean, that's that's like a five-year event. I that's mean, true. It, it Six just, months. Man. Yeah, it goes, that's too long. <laughs> They need to cut that in half, if in my personal opinion. Basketball is too long too, but we'll we'll probably talk a little bit about basketball, at least college basketball. I could give a shit about pro yeah. ball. Well, um, we'll touch on some stuff, big stories. Yep. You know, we we like to pick on LeBron. Yep. James so be looking out for those assets and the website and all of that. Uh, if you're a listener and you love sports, check us out there. That's a little side thing we're we wanting to do just for fun, and we think we'll have a big time doing it. You know. So, sounds cool yeah it does so anyway let's uh we still have a few minutes let's get back into some politics before our break okay well before we before we jump into well i'm going to save this one because we got some video and we, we want to do this the second half of the show but along the lines of hunter's situation uh with his plea deal apparently um you know the whole uh biden situation uh, dad uh President Biden, yeah, uh, former Vice President Biden, I should say. Um, I know I can remember multiple times in which during the debate with Trump during the 20 uh, lead up to the 2020 election um, and multiple times after that where Biden has vehemently denied having any contact with Hunter about his overseas business. Sure. Yeah, we and we all know that's accurate, Dan. That's, well, he said it multiple times. It's absolutely accurate. We have to take Biden at his <laughs> word. So apparently, that's not true. No. And there's actually uh, some whistleblowers that are come, oh, have come forward. Oh, no, uh, no, no. Yes, yes. No. So no, not Biden, man. That dude ain't gonna lie. And he's not gonna lie. So you've got the the um, the FBI whistleblowers that have uh, been talking about um, the this this whole thing centers on the the Biden forcing Zelensky to uh, fire the prosecutor Victor. Oh yeah, back Victor in the day, Shokin, right? Back in the day, and him bragging about it. Right. Uh, apparently. Um, the Bidens were paid $10 million to to make that happen. Right. So there's actually a paper trail that shows that Hunter was paid $5 million and that Joe was paid $5 million in order for him to make that statement to uh, the previous. Or- so, so my question, I don't mean to interrupt you, Dan, but my question is, 
Where are the calls for Biden's taxes? Where where is his where are his tax returns? I mean, everybody's big on Trump's. Where where are Biden's? Why why can't we see those? Well, apparently the the Congress has not just his tax records, but bank records and shell companies and all kinds of information that um, that links uh, this money going to the Biden. And then they uh, one of them made a statement that the the more they dig, the more other Bidens pop up in benefiting from daddy's influence as VP. Mm. So he said he never had uh, discussed business with business his boy. With, with Hunter, but there's there's more than 200 instances in which they have proof that he has. Oh man! Between the White House visitor logs, right? In which Hunter, which Hunter has invited these people in meetings with his dad while mm-hmm. he was vice president, to Hunter being either in on phone calls or on live video chats with people in Ukraine and China. Right. And then bringing his dad in on the call. Oh yeah. Yeah. While it like, and we all heard, I I don't believe it. We all saw the WhatsApp. I don't uh, don't believe it. I don't the WhatsApp text message in which he threatened the deal. Sure. Uh, People are saying that was right here. That was the, they're saying that was the text that led to this $10 million bribe. Oh, and then Biden goes over there, has this conversation, uh, and then goes uh, and brags about his influence uh, getting them to fire Victor Shokin. I, I have to admit, I'm very disappointed right now. So here, I'm, let me paint this picture to you. Well, you just ignored me. This, this, <laughs> let me paint this picture to you, right. okay? This is where we stand. So... The FBI was withholding from congressional oversight a document showing that during the Obama administration, Biden accepted $10 million bribe through his son, Hunter, to force the firing of Ukrainian prosecutor Victor Shokin, who was investigating corruption involved in the company that Hunter Biden sat on the board. That was Burisma. Mm. This is what President Donald Trump was referring to on the perfect phone call. That sparked his first impeachment, which led to enforcing the arming of Ukraine, in turn setting the stage for the current war against Russia. Evidence of the bribe was also on Hunter's laptop, in which the FBI also had, but they swore it was Russian disinformation. Yeah, that's what it was. They infiltrated social media to censor this during the 2020 presidential election campaign, all the while the FBI investigates Trump for having classified documents, despite the FBI admitting letting Hillary Clinton off for a similar charge in 2016. And while they are simultaneously launching the Russiagate investigation into Donald Trump using falsified evidence provided by the Clinton campaign. Mm. Holy shit. Do we live in a banana republic or what? Well, yeah, but dude, it, it, yeah, it's ugly. Uh, we're up against a break, but I can't believe you're talking this bad about my boy Biden. I just, it, it's breaking my heart. <laughs> I don't, I don't believe it. He's a saint, man. He is the saint. Yeah, right. He is St. Biden of the liberal left. But we'll be right back right after this little break. 
Hey guys, it's Wes. And it's Dan. With the Driveway Liberty Podcast. We want to thank you in advance for coming over and giving us a listen. We going to have fun? Yeah, we drink beer and talk politics, man. What could be better than that? Nothing. Come join us. We'll see you on the Driveway Liberty Podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to the Driveway Liberty Podcast. Before we uh, we're leaving, Dan was bad-mouthing my boy Biden a little bit. <laughs> I don't believe any of that shit. I think it's, it's Russian propaganda. Of course. They're trying to influence the election. And uh, get Kamala in office. That's what they're trying to do. How much you been drinking? Uh, man, none <laughs> yet. None yet. But, uh, you know, it's absolutely ridiculous, man. It's just, and we are we already knew this. Sure. Everything pointed to this. But just think about the all the things that have happened over the past seven or so years, eight years, and how those those dots are connected. Right. And as more information is coming out, as Congress continues to investigate the Bidens and the weaponization of the government against political enemies and all that stuff, this stuff's all coming out. That's exactly what's been going on. And speaking of which, you know what time it is, right? Oh, it's beer review time. No, it's not. Oh, wait, what time? Oh, fucked up headlines died. Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Driveway Liberty Podcast newest segment, Correcting Fucked Up Headlines. So guys, the way with this segment normally operates is I read a headline and then I give you my version of what the headline should actually say. I want to do something a little different this week. I'm going to read the he- this, he- depending on the headline, I'm going to read the headline and I want you to tell me who it's about. And then we'll talk a little bit about the story. Oh, so this the, is for me? This is for everybody listening. Oh, okay. We'll give you time to comment. Um, if you're, you know, listening to this on Facebook or wherever you're listening it, listening to it to at shit, I can't speak. Um and and let us know what you think. So uh the first headline now, the guesses, guess who this one's about. A big lie and an attack on the Capitol, and soon another indictment. Trump. Yeah, it's obviously <laughs> Trump. Mm-hmm. But you, it, what what I want to point out, there's no sense in me even trying to correct this headline. This is from Politico, who at one time was viewed as kind of a centrist organization, but no. What they're doing is they're doubling down on the narrative that Trump instigated January 6th. And they are actually, through this headline alone, influencing others. So... Today, what what I wanted to do, instead of correcting these headlines, just let's be serious a little bit and let's point out what the news media is actually doing to you, the listener, to your friends, your neighbors, to us. They're gaslighting the fuck out of us. Sure. And that's exactly what all this stuff is. So this is an article about Trump being on the verge of another indictment, and it's all, I mean, there is yet to be a jury that's heard a trial against Trump yet. And yet everything in this article, I remember 20 years ago, you could have gotten a change of venue somewhere else. If a similar small town newspaper wrote an article like this about well, yeah, somebody we that free was under just society and our, our justice system actually worked the way it was supposed to work. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just, they're basically bashing. They're talking about the disinformation campaign, um, and, and all this shit. So let's move on to the next one. So here, I want you to guess the ideology of the author. 
and it is Frank Sarabino from Palm from the Palm Beach Coast, Palm Beach Post. Sorry, helping DeSantis ease white student discomfort. Top ten advantages of slavery to slaves. He's a Marxist. Yes. <laughs> Look, I mean, the narrative, and I've got a couple of other articles in here. One um, is, who is Dr. William B. Allen? He's taken on Kamala Harris over Florida Black History Curriculum. That is actually a almost a justification without the side comments from the author about why, you know, removing this, this woke-ass curriculum from the Florida schools is a good thing. Um, removing that curriculum is is not alleviating white guilt. What it's not doing is doubling down on white guilt. And the, the previous stuff and the DIC stuff, and that diversity, inclusion, and whatever, was DIE. DIE was, was basically a curriculum that all it did was bash white people. So when when Florida passed the law to remove that curriculum from Florida schools, they wanted a central, unbiased teaching of history. That's that's all they wanted. But they're still doubling down on this. That's why Kamala was in the state this week and, and all of that. Right. It, it's it's not an argument. They're not making an argument that's accurate about what DeSantis and the laws in Florida are about. No. They're, they're, they, you know, say things like they're whitewashing history in Florida. They don't want people to know the truth. The, the, the reality of it is, is the people who are attacking DeSantis are the ones that are pushing things that aren't true. Right. And that gaslight certain narratives and twist them in a way in which uh, benefits getting society to attack conservative values yeah that's exactly right and that's what they're doing all right so this next one i want you to guess all right so i want you to guess what the the person that's mentioned in this article said in relation to this headline former rnc chair so that's michael Steele, right names the chilling lesson donald trump has learned for 2024 what do you think that's about it's tough. It's kind of a vague headline. It doesn't really tell you. The lesson that he's learned from, from 2024? 2024. From his, now, just to give you more context, he says that Donald Trump learned a very valuable lesson from his failed efforts to overturn his 2020 election laws. So well, we've, we've made the argument that Donald Trump hasn't learned any lessons from his time in office. I ain't learned shit. <laughs> he's doubling down on everything is what he's doing. I don't tell me what it would. So, you know, basically what he's doing is he's saying in here that he, former president, likely won't let lawyers again thwart his attempt to subvert democracy. It is alluding and inferring That's that Donald Trump is organizing a coup. That is what this article is legitimately inferring. Now, Donald Trump's a 70-something-year-old man. Now, people are very passionate. The MAGA folks are very passionate about Donald Trump. But do you think at his behest, they're going to take up arms and storm the Capitol? No. And to be – it's kind of interesting that the people who have supported the actual real coup – yeah. That happened in 2016. 
yeah. and through 2017 with the whole Russia Gate all of that garbage. Yeah. That was an actual coup in oh, which yeah. they tried to influence the 2016 election with complete fabricated lies produced by the Clinton campaign. And then even after he won the election, they tried to take down his presidency using that. Exactly. That's the actual coup. Right. That was the real coup. It failed. Yep. But it did, it was successful in painting Trump as a villain to a very significant portion of the population. Because how do people get their information? The media. Right. The news. Their talk shows. I mean, remember this late night comedy always had a. Uh, always had was involved in politics, but it was usually just making fun of whichever political leader was in office. Yeah. Regardless of the party, regardless of whether they're Republican or Democrat, they made fun of everybody. Yep, exactly. But during this whole Trump presidency, that changed and they became a part of the coup. Mm-hmm. driving that message forward to a whole new audience of people who don't necessarily watch the CNNs and the MSNBCs or the nightly news, but they're watching Saturday Night Live, they're watching The Tonight Show, The Late Show, those kind of uh, late-night comedy shows in which they started to drive that gaslighting propaganda that Trump was an illegitimate president, he was Putin's puppet, etc. That was the real coup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we've we've said this many times that when when bad people are telling you their their enemy, the person they're trying to make look bad is doing something, you can go back and usually nine times out of ten, they're doing exactly what they're trying to show the other person was doing. Yeah, absolutely. They are. Absolutely. This is the, the more that comes out, the more frustrated I get because. Like literally everything that people who were trying to give you real news, whether they were doing it personally through their Facebook page or you had people, um, independent news people who were giving information. Literally over the past seven years, they've all been proven right. Like all the stuff about Trump has been proven false. Right. Yet they're going full bore ahead. With these BS prosecutions, and I believe only because they know that the places they did those, they, the places in which they they presented those cases to the grand jury are to a pool of people who hate Trump. Right. So you pull the one county, one of a couple, three or four counties in Florida that are anti-Trump in Palm Beach. All right. You've got Manhattan, the other one, and now there's supposedly going to be another one. Well, D.C. is going to be the next one. Washington, D.C., that's the January 6th one. Right. Washington, D.C. is 98 to 99% Democrat. Think about that for a minute. Think about that for a minute. 98. Washington, D.C., the District of Columbia, is 98% Democrat voters. Yep. Yet we have a shit ton of... Republicans that are there. Yeah, or, but they don't vote there. No. They vote in their Because they don't live there. Right. They, I mean, they do, but they don't. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. 
they it's don't not, have their they're, it's not their residence, primary yeah. residence. It's yeah. their second apartment or home or whatever. And then there's rumors that the next indictment after that is going to happen in Fulton County, Atlanta, which is another leftist hotbed. Yeah, it is. Fulton County, Georgia, where the whole Trump uh, tried to get the Secretary of State in Georgia to manipulate the election, which was absolutely false. Like, we've all listened to the recording of that. Yeah. And it's it's literally not what they, they painted it to be. But they don't care. They don't care. Like, you can literally, you can show people fat, and we talked about this uh, on our little collab with Liberty Alliance uh, earlier, that you can literally show factual evidence that disproves an article to a leftist and they won't even see it. Yeah. They don't want to acknowledge it's real. I keep banging stuff. Yeah. I was listening when I was editing the podcast the other day, I, I kept hearing boom, boom. <laughs> I'm banging on the table. <laughs> yeah. And I can work some magic, but I can't work all that magic. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, man, it, it, that's it. They're, what they're doing is gaslighting us. They're absolutely gaslighting us. And these, these headlines that we've just went over, I mean, they absolutely just point that out. And, and it's, it works. It's effective. It is. You want to trust the organizations that are meant to give you news. But the thing is, it's every headline that's political is slanted against you if you're a conservative. Mm-hmm. You are the devil. That's exactly what it is. And that it's about time for a break, but we do have to close out the segment. So that was... Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Driveway Liberty Podcast newest segment, Correcting Fucked Up Headlines. I kind of hijacked that segment. Yeah, you did. That's all right, man. I I actually apologize. I I got like a work email that I had to address. I mean, I've just, it's kind of funny. It's like I'll go three weeks where I don't hear from a single client and I'm working and I just do my thing. And then I have free time. Last three days, man, it's like bam, 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 bam. It's been, you know. And I just heard something and I, and this is one of my larger clients. So I try to give them the courtesy and I do this with all my clients because I have OCD, but, uh, of responding immediately, you know? So, but Hey guys, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back with beer reviews. Hey guys, uncle Wes here. Remember how we're always talking about how we wish we had access to an alternative marketplace for conservatives and get away from this woke culture. Well, guess what? We've found one, mammothnation.com. You can buy jewelry, eyewear, stuff for your pets, sauces, spices, coffees, vodka, wine, just about anything you want, you can get at mammothnation.com. And guess what? If you use promo code DRIVEWAYLIBERTYMEDIA, when you sign up, you can get 30% off your first year. Go check them out, mammothnation.com, promo code DRIVEWAYLIBERTYMEDIA. All right, guys, welcome back to the Driveway Liberty Podcast. It is time for Beer Reviews. Beer Reviews. Dan, what you drinking? <laughs> uh, I'm drinking a beer, a local beer here out of Niceville. Nice. Third Planet Beer Brewing uh, called Bear Creek Brown. Bear Creek Brown. Yep. So it's a, uh, it's, it's considered a English brown ale, but it's it's kind of almost an amber. Okay. So it's a so it's pretty. I like brown ales. Don't get me wrong, 
but uh, my favorite is amber. So this is kind of a sweet spot in between the two. Yeah. It's a really good beer. I got gotcha. you. So ABV of 5.7%. Um, it's, uh, it's very drinkable. Mm-hmm. And it's got a you know a decent alcohol content. So why do we drink beer? Because it tastes good and yeah, we want to get fucked up. Right? Yeah. There you go. So you got all of that. Got yeah. that going got on. Everything. So I am uh, drinking, and I'm going to do something that I don't think we've ever done on this podcast. Ooh. I'm not going to be 100 percent positive about this beer. Oh. We always say nice things about the beer. Not always. We I mean, we we Most don't, of the time uh, we but do. we never just say we like beer. Yeah, we do like beer. We yeah. do enjoy beer. But I'm drinking out of uh, Founders Brewing Company out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm drinking an all-day IPA, Founders All-Day IPA. It only has 4.7% alcohol, which on our beach beer scale fits in the where you want to be if you're going to be drinking beer all day. Mm-hmm. It's also a good scale if you've got a drive to make and you still want to have a couple beers. Mm-hmm. The only problem is I think they made it out of that Flint, Michigan water. Because there's like a like a, a chemical aftertaste that's in it. I mean, other than that, it tastes good, but that finish, man, it's just it's just hurt my heart a little bit. Mm. I mean, because it started off strong and then, bam, medicine. Yeah, you don't want to have that mediciney. Uh, that's what Yeg- that's what Jaeger bombs are for. If you like a little cough syrup with your beer, or you know, yeah. that's that's what those are for. And I, <laughs> I'm not a big Jaeger bomb fan so I, I don't really like it it was a you know a fun hip thing to do at the time and then everybody put the bottle in the freezer and then they came out with those cooling machines yeah. to, to dispense them at the bars you know it was a popular well, thing it's kind of funny on founders website they say it's a balance of optimal aromatics which I agree it, it's got a good start and a clean finish I don't think this finish is clean at all no like it's tainted, and that's too bad because you know getting getting an you know a pale ale that you can drink that doesn't have huge alcohol content, so you get that taste, yeah, the hoppy taste that people who like IPAs go to, yeah. So you, you're, it's not like the watered down. It's not like the you know the pilsners, the Miller Lights, and those kind of things where, yeah, it's beer, but it's it's you don't taste any hops at all, right? In, in those beers. And even some of the ones that we've reviewed in the past that are kind of on that same flavor flavor profile, but you get an IPA that's got that taste, that hoppy taste, and you can drink it all day, all day IPA because yeah. it's only uh, it's less than five percent alcohol, and then you get that finish that makes you not want to drink it. <laughs> exactly, because you get that finish after every every sip. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so the negativity of that uh, kind of turns you off. So, uh, sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah, it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> but, yeah, so that is. Beer Reviews. Beer Reviews. <laughs> so, I can sing a little bit, believe it or not. A little but, bit. Um, I'm just not doing it now. A little bit. <clears throat> My, actually, I've lost my voice a little bit from playing last week. I did two nights in a row. and Yeah, and you rocked it. We got Yeah, I got a little wild. Got a little wild for a 52-year-old man, I guess you could say. You know, not John Daly wild, but still wild. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Hey, guys, we want to take this opportunity and thank you for listening to the cast. You can follow us on all those socials. We have Driveway Liberty Media on Instagram, Driveway Liberty Media on uh, Twitter, or the Driveway Liberty Podcast on Facebook. 
um and you know a little follow a little like a little comment on the on the on the podcast goes a long ways i mean sharing it really helps so Mm -hmm. anything you're willing to do we appreciate it what you got dan well apparently a miracle has happened oh lord a miracle has happened oh man and we are going to let our esteemed leader tell you what that miracle is all right let's hear you ready yeah I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can. We end the cancer as we know it. Deliver on our sacred obligations to veterans is the second thing I think is critically important. Okay, so we've ended cancer and delivered on our sacred obligation to veterans by not allowing them back into service from getting a jab. That's that's what it sounds like he's, he's done. This is fucking unbelievable. Okay, so here's the quote in case his mumbling. Let me correct myself. Marble mouth. For not getting the jab. Did I say not? Yeah. I I couldn't. I don't know. One of the things, here's his quote. One of the things I'm always asked about is why Americans have sort of lost faith for a while in being able to do big things. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why, and we can. We ended cancer as we know it. Yeah. That's what he said. That's exactly what he said. So not only has he not ended cancer as we know it. The, so instead of the White House addressing this obvious gaffe, they all they did was re- silently rewrite the official transcript. Right. So you just heard what he said. Here's the official transcript. So the first part, and it said, "I said I'd cure cancer," and they looked at me, "Why cancer?" Because no one else thinks we can. That's why, and we can cure cancer as we know it i need to i guess we need to take a break and call the university of texas which is the largest cancer treatment center in the u.s and let them know they can go home yeah they can take the day off yeah you're done let's let's figure out something else to worry well they changed the transcript they said we can end cancer as we know it he actually said we have ended cancer as we know it that's exactly what he said yes that's that's what he said they changed the transcript they changed the transcript. Yes. Yeah, of course they did. Because as we talked about for the, the last three weeks. freaking administration in the history of the freaking world. Yeah, and then what they'll do is they'll say, no, he didn't say that. Look, here's the transcript. Yeah, and then you'll have a, a millions of dumbass Americans. Saying, oh, well, I guess say, he yeah, did. Listen, he said it. Here's the official transcript. Dude, that is the uh, that is the... That is the political equivalent of looking at your friend and saying, you're an ugly motherfucker. Ha, 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 just kidding. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's what that is. I mean, you've already, the damage is done. You've said that. You can't take those words back. That's one of the things my grandmother told me as a kid. Look, you can never get those words back in your mouth when you say something unkind. So fuck that day. So we've, we've, We've spent a lot of time on this cast talking about Biden, so I think we need to shift gears. Yeah, okay. So we haven't talked about it in a while, and I know it's your favorite subject, Wes. Mm. 
we're going to talk a little bit about COVID. Okay. So if you've been paying attention, you guys probably heard that LeBron James's son, Bronny, that's his name. Bronny. Suffered a cardiac arrest during a USC basketball practice. Yeah, that's word on the street, man. 18 he, years he old. He must have been 49. 18 years oh, old. okay. Rushed by ambulance from USC's Galen Center Monday during a USC basketball practice. So he's playing for the Trojans. Right. And they they at 9.26 a.m., they made a 911 call. And the incident is believed to have been what they call a Code 3, which is basically – uh, drive like your ass is on fire, full sirens, full lights, the whole nine yards, run at stoplights. It's a very serious call. Yeah. Apparently, the good news is he's now in stable condition. He's no longer in intensive care. Um, he's he's the the second USC basketball player in less than a year that has collapsed during practice all right so last summer they had somebody collapse during practice uh but that person back and returned to play basketball six months later six months later so after this came out elon musk the ceo of twitter now named x yeah i guess i don't um, don't know what's going on yeah i didn't see any official announcements uh he claimed that the covid19 vaccine may have caused Bronny's collapse sparking outrage among social media. Right. So his quote was, we cannot ascribe everything to the vaccine, but by the same token, we cannot ascribe nothing to it. Mm. Which, if you're honest, it makes sense. And we know that myocarditis is a known side effect of the vaccine. So it's interesting how immediately when something happens and somebody mentions vaccine and there's, there's memes making fun of this all over the place. It's like, we have no idea what caused this, but we definitely know it was not the vaccine. Yeah. Like, how can you rule out the vaccine? Right. Exactly. Like, just making a statement like that shows your either your stupidity or your dishonesty. Yeah. You can't eliminate the vaccine. You, you, no, you cannot eliminate the vaccine. If you don't know what's caused it. I've been watching a lot of Sherlock, uh, elementary and Sherlock Holmes stuff lately mm-hmm. on TV. And if he, if you rule out everything it could be, then or couldn't be, then you have to consider what it could be. Mm-hmm. That's some deep ass shit right there. Yeah. And and if you if you can't determine what caused it, you cannot rule out the vaccine. You can't. Yeah, you can't rule out those inconvenient things for your narrative. And I would have <laughs> to um, say that yes, it was the vaccine cost it that's based on what i'm seeing well there's there's a new study came out the swiss yeah and we all know how we feel about the swiss right they're yeah they love the swiss those lefties love the swiss sure um so we keep being told that injury to the heart from covid vaccine is wait let me let me put a little corollary on there they love the swiss except for that whole neutral thing that the swiss tried to do yeah they were yeah that's switzerland right yes uh, but, you know, anyway, go ahead. Sorry. That's okay. So we keep being told that injury to the heart from the COVID vaccine is very rare. But a study done in Vassell, Switzerland, indicates that the rate of subclinical myocarditis after COVID vaccine is hardly rare at all. Right. So, in fact, the study shows that 
in a group of 777 participants, 37 are all within the medium age of 37. All medical professionals that got the COVID vaccine, the incidence of elevated cardiac enzymes three days after the injection was almost 3%. Mm. So the CDC did a study and their claimed rate was 0.001%. So 2.8% is a lot higher than 0.001%. Right. And then add to it another third of a percent had probable myocarditis, putting the total well over 3%. That is 3,000 times higher than the U.S. government claims. Oh, yeah. We can't trust the U.S. government. I thought we established that. But oh, they did, did cure cancer. Or Biden did. Yeah. Biden was in the... But they did Lincoln bedroom, and he was mixing some shit together, <laughs> and he, he cured cancer. I like the meme that says, uh, "Your your fingerprint can identify um, biometric identity on everything except for a bag of coke." <laughs> right. Exactly. It's kind of funny how that works. Out. It is. It is. Oh my god! All right. So we since we're on the COVID um, topic, we've got uh, some some audio let's for hold the, that's wanna, longer audio yeah. so let's hold that till after the break if okay you don't mind. we can because we're up. we're pretty yeah we're up against the break right now okay so we're gonna well, take we'll a tease little, it yeah we got some uh we got some audio that you want to hear yeah some good audio yeah it's and it's congressional record yes so we'll be right back right after this Hey, is your grill nasty? Is it missing some parts? Do you need a new grill? Well, give Dan the Grill Man a call. He is literally the best grill maintenance company on the Emerald Coast. Literally. Look him up on Facebook.com forward slash fresh and clean grill. That's Dan the Grill Man. Literally the best. All right, guys. Welcome back to Driveway Liberty Podcast. It is the final segment of the cast. Very exciting. Yeah, so we uh, we had some audio that we teased we before teased the break. Early. Yeah, so we've got some congressional testimony. Yeah, from a presidential candidate, right? Uh, talking about uh, vaccine safety. Yep. So uh, there's the tee up, and we're going to let uh, this gentleman speak his truth. Right. I don't want President Trump misusing the FBI, and I don't want President Biden. I Amen. Don't want anybody. Amen. And I I agree with that completely. Let me characterize my understanding of something, get your your, uh, perspective on it. Following the 2016 election, election, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Collins, Peter Marks met with you, to the best of my understanding, regarding vaccine safety, in part as a result of your engagement with President Trump. And at that meeting, you requested evidence of a vaccine undergoing placebo-controlled trial safety tests prior to licensing. After making a show of looking for the document, Dr. Fauci informed you, to the best of my understanding, that the document was back in Bethesda, and that he would eventually send the document to you. The document, to the best of my knowledge, was never sent, and that you sued HHS for documents showing and trying to figure out the truth of the matter, and that you found that not one study was done on pre-licensing safety testing for COVID vaccines. After a year, HHS finally sent you a letter stating, we basically, we don't have any. This means, to the best of my understanding, that nobody knows the risk profiles for these products, or whether they avert more harm than they cause. And as a result, there's no real science behind these statements, but rather guesswork. Is that a fair characterization of what you've experienced? That is a fair characterization. We we had looked for many years to find a uh, pre-licensing safety trial of any of the 72 vaccines 
doses that are now essentially mandated. They're recommended, but that's effectively mandated for American children, and we have not been able to find any. And, uh, and every other medication requires prior to licensing by FDA at the company perform a safety trial that compares health outcomes in placebo in a placebo group and a similarly situated vaccine group. Uh, my assumption was that was done for vaccines. We found out that it hadn't been, that it was not, it was, they were exempt. And uh, I made that statement publicly. Dr. Fauci contradicted me. And when President Trump ordered him to meet with me, him and, uh, and Francis Collins, and a group of my colleagues, I said to them at that time, you've said publicly that I've been dishonest about that. Can you show us a single pre-licensing safety trial, placebo-controlled safety trial for any of the 72 vaccines required for American children? And he made that show of looking through a file and he said, well, they're back in Bethesda. And I said, will you send them to me? And I never heard from him again. So we sued the HHS under the Freedom of Information Law after a year of litigation. They sent us a letter which is posted on CHD's website that acknowledges that they are not able to locate a single pre-licensing safety trial placebo control for any of the vaccines that are now mandated for children. These are zero liability vaccines. And so if I might interject in just limited time, and I hope you can expand on that further. I know my friend from Kentucky, Mr. Massey, will probably expand on this later. But your, your uncle, Senator Ted Kennedy, was a pretty strong opponent of sweeping immunity from liability for manufacturers of vaccines. And did he not introduce an amendment to repeal the so-called PREP Act, uh, the Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness Act, uh, when he was a senator? Yes, he did. And, uh, you know, that... that the immunity which was passed in 1986, not, neither the Republicans or Democrats wanted it. Uh, Ronald Reagan at that time, who signed the bill, said, and Wyeth was the company that was pushing it, and they were saying that they were losing $20 in downstream liabilities for every dollar that they made in profits from vaccines. They were going to get out of the business if they were not granted immunity. Uh, Ronald Reagan said to them at that time, why don't you make the vaccines safe? And why is that? Because they're unavoidably unsafe, which is true of most medicines. I'm not anti-vaccine, but I think we need to be honest and we need to have good science. That's Wait, all I've ever closing my All right, so him saying I'm not anti-vaccine, I'm assuming because he's been very vocal about being anti-COVID vaccine. Yes, but for the reasons that he's talking about here. Yeah, it. Uh, I mean... But for him to say I'm not anti-vaccine, maybe he's backing off of that a little bit. Do you, do you not gather that? No, Is that I, not an assumption I, you make. No, I mean I, I I I don't think we should get lost in the message here. No, no, no. Which, I, I try to listen to everything because these guys, all politicians, they are very measured in what they say. Sure. And there is something subtle in every one of their messages. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not disparaging him. I'm just saying, you know, it, that may, that may gives me pause and say, okay, is he backing off his earlier message that the jab is terrible? So anyway, well, go I ahead. don't think he is at all. Okay. If you, yeah, if you listen into what he's saying, he he's, and I, I don't know why he said that. Um, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But I mean, at the same I, I time, just, 
the message is very much listen and maybe maybe his his thought process is I'm not just blanket anti-vaccine. I think but that's what gotta, he's saying. You've got to show me that you've done the work, done the work, right? Prior to releasing this to the public and mandating these things to the public, that you've made them as safe as humanly possible. And then his what he was talking about before with with his, uh, I guess it's his dad. Yeah, said that um, it was against a, a vaccine company said they were losing $20 for every dollar they spent in litigation. And Reagan said, well, make the thing safe. Yeah. And I think the answer was we can't. Okay. But the I guess their argument is we're, we're going to eat these rare occurrences mm-hmm. for the greater good, so to speak. And you may have a legitimate argument with – some of these vaccines that are sure. that are basically mandated. I mean, they're not truly mandated, but try to go to school without them. Yeah. Try to participate oh, in a we, sport without them. We've uh, registered for uh, our daughter for some cl- extra classes over the summer. And um, it's Florida virtual school. It's on a computer. We had to provide shot records. I'm like, she's not around anybody. Why do you need fucking shot records? Yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, well, so it's mandated. Yeah. See, yeah. it's not. Yeah. All right. Let's. We've got a, a little bit over a minute left. Let's finish this. In my time here, I would just say this: my my father had polio. Um, I understand the ravages of that disease. This is Chip Roy, Congressman from Texas. Yeah. I'm grateful that we have the opportunity to have a polio vaccine, but I also want the truth being sought. I want to know the health impacts of the polio vaccine going forward and every other vaccine that's being administered. And I'll just close by saying and asking. I know that this is informed by a great deal of conversations you've had with mothers and moms who came up to you. And if you could expand on that, I'll yield back. Yeah, I mean, I was dragged kicking and screaming into this space because I was confronted by, uh, you know, when I was touring the country on uh, suing companies about mercury and fish. And by the way, people, you know, I spent 30 years trying to get mercury out of the fish in this country and nobody ever called me any fish <laughs> at that time. We were trying to get mercury out of vaccines because mothers were coming and saying, my child was injured by the vaccine. These were many, many hundreds, literally, of mothers with intellectual disabilities. And they said, nobody's listening to us. The Democrats aren't listening to us. The Republicans aren't listening to us. And I felt like I should listen to them and actually read the science. And that is what got me down into the time. And by the way, it's the worst career decision I have ever made. (laughs) Time of the gentleman. So that is all on congressional record, and I think that is important to get on congressional record. Uh, the primary thing is he asked for the research behind this, and they didn't have it. Yeah, so that's the current yeah. uh, COVID vaccine in which he uh, one, he asked Fauci for it. Fauci couldn't give him the records. He sued. Fauci said, I'll get them to you. Never did. Right. And he sued under the FOIA Act and basically got a letter saying, uh, we, we can't find them. We don't have it. We lost them. <clears throat> Dog ate our homework. Yeah. That's the f- freaking people who are in charge of health <laughs> in our country. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So a couple of things have happened while we were listening. There's a video going around Twitter right now of Mitch McConnell. He was giving a speech. I couldn't listen to the audio. But dude looks like he's probably got about 10 days left on this planet. He is looking bad. 
And somebody in the comments made they said, and these are the geriatrics front of our country. And you're absolutely right. I mean, you're looking at Joe Biden, you're looking at Mitch McConnell. Um, and I'll share this on the Driveway Liberty uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter page if you want to see it. Yeah, um, why don't we continue to elect people that that are that are older than our grandparents? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all these people are older than my grand. I'm 58 years old. Now, my grandparents are dead, but if they were alive today, they'd all be younger than any of these people. Yeah. That's crazy. I hope I didn't make any bad grammatical errors in that share. But it's on the Driveway Liberty Media page if you want to check it out. Um, I just, I just retweeted it. So... He looks bad, dude. He does. And they're actually trying to help him out. He's trying to walk one way, and they're just like, no, you need to come this way. I, I mean, Yeah, I, he's completely lost his faculties. He's, yeah. You know, I tell you what, let's, uh, let me, um, let me see your plug there, Dan. Or you want to play the bit? You got, you got to plug I got in. it up. I can let's, play let's it. Let's listen to it and see me, what uh, we got. Let me pull this up. Let me start it over again here. I don't know how much audio there is of it. Sorry, it's queuing up. Here it is. It's not really a lot of audio, apparently. Well, somebody's asking a question. And he's just... This is McConnell, Mitch McConnell. And he's just there and... Uh, looks like is that Dick Durbin came up and mm -hmm. was like... And then they're walking him off. He can't walk. Right? He doesn't even know where he is. No, that dude's lost. And he, I mean, you know what? Bless his heart. So is, this is the, uh, well, they just shuffled him off to the side and let somebody else came up and started speaking. Yeah, it's. Uh, now here's them, him walking them. Somebody is literally walking him down the hall, like holding on to him. Yeah. And walking him down the hall. Well, and it's. That's a, that's a sentiment minority leader and it's sad that this guy has yield, yielded so much power and he probably should have retired 10 years ago it's just it, it it's a shame that we are putting our faith in individuals like this now look you know what i don't like mitch mcconnell as a as a as yeah, a politician and I've, i actually pity the man for being paraded out there i don't know who thought it was a good idea he may have been headstrong and i get that because I've cared for my in-laws who were in a similar state a few months before they passed, and they were headstrong. No, I can do this. I can do this. And then they can't. Then they get really mad. So, no, I get that. He's the boss of – I don't know, dude. Well, we're, just, we're not, you know, we're not belittling the, not belittling the person. It, no. But to just, just think of the responsibilities that you have as a business owner. Yeah. Think of the responsibilities Dude. that you have as a, you know, whatever job you're in, you have responsibilities. Yeah. Could you imagine being responsible for running the Senate of the United States of America, which seems to me to be a pretty important job? You got a lot of decisions Pretty, pretty to make. big deal. Yeah. And you're like, this is a complete zone out. Yeah. And he can't walk. And we're we're trusting decisions to be made by somebody who obviously isn't, 
in full capacity full, to be able the to same do with it. The president you, you know what? It, it's kind of funny that you bring that up. Over the last several months, it's something that concerns me about my own self is all right, I pride myself as a pretty good writer, I'm pretty good with the keyboard. Um, and I've gotten this thing now, and I don't know if it's some sort of aphasia or for some sort of mental diminishment or whatever, but, man, I'll type out a whole thing, and in my head I'm typing every word that should be in that. And then I'll go back and read it, and I'm like, I missed like an entire word here, an entire – and, of course, a lot of times I do it mad, but – yeah, I was thinking about this yesterday, man. I'm I'm I've typed out this rant about what's going on in our neighborhood with the parking. And then I went back and I read it. And I'm like, holy shit, now I sound like an idiot. <laughs> because I I'm, I'm leaving out entire words or well, misspelling stuff. Because your brain stuff. is running a mile a My minute. My brain is emotional. running a lot faster yeah. than I'm typing and I just I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, that concerns me and then I get down this whole road of well, am I starting to lose it? Am I at that point where every – I mean, I know physically I'm not near the man I was 20 years ago. I, I think we're talking about two different things. Yeah. I think you're talking about where you're emotionally charged by a situation. You're pissed off. Yeah. And you're typing and you're – these thoughts are going through your head a mile a minute and they're, you think they're pretty damn good and you want to get them down. And then as you're typing one thought, the next thought pops in your head and you can't keep up. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what happens. That's it. It's that like my, ne my next yeah. point that's coming. Yeah. But, you know, I, but you you always wonder if you get to that age, if you are aware that you should stop driving or stop doing whatever. And that's, that, that's the point I'm trying to make. I mean, at what point do we admit and obviously by looking at Biden in office and looking at Mitch McConnell in office, I guess you never do admit it. Yeah, well, uh, you're I, – I guess the question is, is how do these people continue to just win their elections when – You can – Incumbents win 63% of the time. Yeah, but I mean you – You've got to either – you've got to truly fuck up to lose or step down. But I just I – mean, and, and a lot of them run unopposed to yeah. certain areas. But I guess I just wonder is like if if I was running against one of these people, like literally my whole campaign is just look listen, at the person is not mentally capable of doing look. this job anymore. It's time for somebody else. Yeah. Like that's it. I know he's been here for forty years. It's time and, to handle in a lot of cases has done a great job on certain things and some things we can argue they didn't do such a good job. Yeah. But right now they're not capable of doing the job. Let's hand period. them the watch and send them home. Yeah. Yeah. That's no that's different than it. an athlete being forced out. Yep. Same told, stuff. convinced to retire. Right. We'll give you a job in the front office. You know, kind of scenario. You're just not the man anymore. Right. Yep. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody. But when you're a congressman like that, the only people that have the authority, or a senator in this case, the only people that have the authority to tell you you're done are the people that vote for you. Yeah. So that's the same. But it's thing. happening all over the place. Diane Feinstein's the same way. Oh yeah. Uh, Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi's the yeah. same way. Like there's so many really, really, really old people that are making very important decisions. And then when you when you if you catch them in situations like we just we we saw it. I know we're we're on audio only, but you can go see it on Twitter. Like what happened to him as he's standing up at the podium fielding questions. Yep. 
and he just goes into Gaga land. Yeah, he just blanks he doesn't out. Doesn't respond and then doesn't know where he is and needs assistance to move out of the way of the podium. Yeah, he was absolutely like lost. he had no faculties whatsoever. No, he was he was done. Well, yeah. hey guys, thanks so much for tuning into the Driveway Liberty podcast. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show. Please share it with your friends and family. If you really enjoy the cast, go to patreon.com forward slash driveway liberty podcast. You can also go to our website and buy some merch, the driveway liberty podcast forward slash merch. And don't forget to give Mammoth Nation a try. Yeah, definitely we do that. We talk about that at this cast. Well, we, we've got an ad that plays. Oh, so all right. I didn't so, see. Yeah, sorry. We don't, no, live, we don't not live read. We, we, we don't want to always be shamelessly. True, uh, plug in true. our partners or sponsor partners so but we do want you to go check them out man it's a really neat uh neat platform where you can buy all kinds of cool stuff with that being said for dan i am your uncle west we will see you next time on the driveway liberty podcast Ooh.